Hey, this is Dan, and thanks for tuning in to the podcast where I talk legal stuff with lawyers that I know, like, and trust. I hope you find the information really useful, and if you need legal help, that you reach out to one of these lawyers directly or drop by lawbydan.com, and I can steer you in the right direction. Here is your podcast. Public liability claims, sometimes referred to as slip and falls, are a common type of compensation matter for personal injury lawyers in New South Wales. But what actually is a public liability claim and what is the threshold you need to meet to lodge a successful one? Well, to find out, I'm with Courtney Polden, an award-winning lawyer from Bilby Polden Costello. Courtney, what are these types of claims? Well, you're right when you say that trips and slips and falls in supermarkets and in public places fit within the definition of public liability. But the term public liability uh, really is where uh, somebody is at fault in the way they conduct uh, an activity or in the way that they manage premises. I'll give you some examples. I mean, boating accidents, for example, they're, uh, they're, they're public liability claims and we're uh, well familiar in our firm with dealing with a lot of matters off uh, of boat accidents. I did a very large case last year where a seven-figure sum was involved for a, a poor client of mine who was badly uh, injured on one of those whale-watching boats when uh, it wasn't managed you know, uh, managed properly. Um, so uh, that's one of the other types of things we call public liability. There's claims in relation to schools, not only the commonly known claims for abuse, but supervision cases against schools. There's things for building and construction failures, environmental hazards. You know, there's a whole lot of things that fall within that, uh, that definition of public liability. As to the second part of uh, your question, Dan, the thresholds, and this is one of the confusing things, the thresholds differ very much depending on how the accident occurred. And I'll give you a bit of example. Uh, Different laws apply if you're involved in a boating accident on a commercial vessel or a transport vessel such as a ferry or or, or the like to what uh, law applies and what thresholds apply to a private boating accident. So that's why it's so important in these types of claims that you get advice as, as soon as you can to know whether or not you've got a claim, whether there's any time requirements that are peculiar to that claim and whether there's any thresholds that apply to you that you need to know about right from the start. Courtney, what about in circumstances where perhaps you've got an injured person that um, has got some anxiety or angst about, you know, pursuing any legal action against the, you know, the owner? In, in, I mean, using the example that you've given, you know, the boat operator. You know, he's a nice guy. You know, he took us out on this boat ride. I, I don't really want to sue him. What 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 happens in that regard? Well, that, that's a valid complaint in, in many cases, and certainly if it was an insignificant type of matter, you might adopt that view. But we need to bear in mind that in nearly all of these instances, and certainly the ones that we are most interested in looking at, there's an insurance company that stands behind that boat owner, to use the example you have given. And um, whilst that ordin- you know, ordinarily there might be some angst up front, um, I'm sure that most people who uh, who are conducting those activities or are taking out in your boat would understand where you had a very serious injury, which is going to impact on you and your family in financial and other ways. That that they may have been at fault. It's not a criminal matter, and it's a matter where uh, an insurance company would, in most circumstances, stand behind that person and and provide indemnity to them from any loss that you might have suffered. 
Courtney, what's the process? So, you know, you've talked about, you know, getting that initial uh, advice from, from a uh, personal injury lawyer very, very early. But then is it about, uh, you know, trying to prove liability? Yeah, liability is the, the fundamental thing, Dan. Um, most court cases have a, a number of stages. There's liability, of course, that has to be causative of damage and you need to prove the extent of the damage or loss but these are cases uh, that aren't strict liability they're not like um, like some areas of the law such as workers compensation where fault's not an issue you need to establish a negligence which people will generally understand as a failure to take reasonable care uh, and that's got to be the starting point and that's why it's important to do something early because um, the facts are easiest to discover and the witnesses are easier to find and the circumstances of the accident easier to investigate the earlier you get instructions to go and have a look at it. Um, good examples of that is, you know, when you've got a where you've got an incident where you're alleging that a, uh, a, a particular premises uh, were unsafe and those premises be get modified fairly quickly or changed uh, after over a period of time you don't have a chance to examine them in the way they were at the time of the accident witnesses can disappear and people's uh, memory and recollection of events may may well change and uh, all of those things are important for us from an investigation point of view to do early so you know, tip number one is get some advice uh, as quickly as you can so that you can um, so that you can deal with those important liability aspects because without proving that fault, uh, the extent of your damage is, is, is it really aimed to be of no consequence. I'm assuming in that context, Courtney, uh, if the person has got you know, relevant photos that they've taken almost immediately after the accident has occurred of, of, of the you know, particular issue or whatever the, uh, the aggravator was that caused the, the issue, uh, that's useful? Oh, yes. The, uh, the mobile phone is the plaintiff's lawyer's best friend in these types of circumstances. Uh, photographs of the uh, of, of accident scenes uh, and um, getting details of witnesses is fundamental. And, of course, it's difficult because the first thing you think about in those sort of circumstances is not necessarily making it easier to investigate some compensation claim but I think it is important and there's usually someone who can do that for you uh, if you're sufficiently uh, badly injured or for some reason or circumstances unable to do it yourself but no you're right Dan that's very important. What about time limits Courtney? Uh, again we're into that murky area of different time limits for different types of accidents. The general rule that applies in public liability claims is you've got to commence proceedings within three years from when the date of action, cause of action, sorry, is discoverable. Now, the safe thing is to do it within three years of the accident, but discoverability um, um, may um, not take place until some time down the track. A good example is perhaps um, where an injury doesn't, uh, doesn't become um, known until uh, some time after an accident but generally discoverability means uh, when you know that there's been negligence uh, that it's caused damage and it, that you've suffered uh, damage so three years from that time but let's be safe and say three years from the uh, from the date of the accident. Now, Billy Pollen Costello, you've got loads of experience in these types of matters, and I think that's the other important point to emphasise here as well is that you know there's lots of compensation lawyers that might do lots and lots of different things, but choosing the right compensation lawyer that's got a proven track record is uh, certainly recommended. 
Well, uh, we certainly think so. I mean, we've done hundreds and hundreds. I mean, over the last, gosh, it's, I'm getting to 30-something years now, Dan, um, the, the variety of different public liability claims and circumstances I've done pretty much covers the field. And the same for the other partners and specialist uh, lawyers we've got here at the firm. So, yes, we like to think we're uh, we're near the top, at or near the top of the tree in these types of claims. And uh, we'd certainly recommend to our potential clients that they get advice from people who are specialists and, uh, and have a, a, a good deal of experience. You need to get access to the right experts, be they building consultants, they might might be, um, you know, government bodies for environmental hazards or, uh, you know, rental properties, um, those types of things. You know, we've got experts that investigate accidents and, and also we've got access to, to the, a great team of, of medical, uh, medical experts who can provide, um, uh, very compelling reports as to the way in which injuries are affecting people's lives. Now, that initial consultation that we've spoken about, that is a free initial consultation? It certainly is. Yes, we uh, we um, will certainly um, see somebody in conference and sit down and take some full details. This day and age, that often takes place by by Zoom, uh, and uh, we can get a bit of an understanding for what's involved. So we can go and conduct some investigations. If after those investigations, we advise the client that they've got a good case and they want to go ahead, well, well and good. Um, if after those investigations we either decide that the claim doesn't have merit or we present our understanding of the facts to the client and they don't want to get go ahead for whatever reason, there's no fee charged by us. That's uh, that's something we've been doing for, for over 30 years and, and, and will continue to do. Now, lastly, no win, no fee. Uh, is that offered to Yes, certainly is. Uh, no win, no fee. Um, that includes uh, that includes an undertaking from us that will fund uh, fund the matter um, and make sure that uh, every step that needs to be taken is. Um, there are cost agreements we enter into with our client as required by our professional body, and all that applies to all lawyers. But we can certainly guarantee it's a no win, no fee arrangement from our point of view. Courtney, thanks for joining me. My pleasure, Dan. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find me on all social channels, including Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube with the handle Law by Dan or simply drop by lawbydan.com. Thanks.